Welcome to the Not the Christ podcast. I'm your host, and I'm not the Christ. Today we're going to go through chapter one of the book uh, of John, the Gospel of John. Um, Just an incredible book, uh, and this chapter just really jumps off a cliff and digs really deep into the truths of Scripture. So um, grab your Bibles. This is going to be uh, uh, taught from the translation of the New King James Version. So uh, I'm not sure what version uh, you might have, but get your Bible out and go along. And if you have a chance, maybe look it up. Follow along in the New King James Version, because it always just seems to sink a, a little better when studying out of the same version that it's taught. So before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by the Montana Shadow Foundation montanafoundation.com. Montana Shadow Foundation provides funding to organizations helping uh, families, children, and organizations uh, that provide relief and support uh, and uh, a whole bunch of help to those uh, uh, who are in need uh, due to child trauma and abuse. So great organization, montanafoundation.com. Check it out and donate generously. Let's, uh, Let's go to the study. Uh, Gospel of John, chapter 1. Well, we're going to begin the Gospel of John, and I'm going to try as hard as I can to stay on schedule. (laughs) Uh, However, as the Holy Spirit leads, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I want to move quickly, and I want to try to get through the first chapter here this evening. So let's open our Bibles to the Gospel of John. Verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now we've got to stop there. In the beginning was the Word, capital W. What is the Word? Jesus Christ, the living Word of God. He came amongst us to share with us and teach us and clarify for us that we could have communion with God through his life, his example, and his words. Speaking specifically of this book that we're beginning to study tonight, which is one of 66 books written by 40 different people, all inspired by the Holy Spirit, every every word, every letter, every story, every name, every place, every number, is specifically there and designed for a reason to give us wisdom, revelation into the glory and love and grace and mercy of our Father. In the beginning was the Word, Jesus, and the Word, Jesus, was with God, and the Word, Jesus, was God. I'm reading a book right now uh, written by former President George W. Bush. Good book. Very interesting. A lot of dramatic stories, tense moments, humorous anecdotes, places, people, intriguing, thoughtful, sad, heartfelt moments in that book. It's a book written by a man about stories of men. Before we go any further in this 
book of John or the book, the Bible. We need to be clear in understanding here that this book was written by the Apostle John, inspired every word by the Holy Spirit. He's merely the pen God used to write this. Verse 2, he was in the beginning with God. Verse 3, all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. They crucified our Lord on a cross made of wood. Yet he made the hill on which it stood. It's incredible to think about very difficult to get our minds around the fact that everything, all things, what does all things mean? Some things, most things, the things we choose, no. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. That means absolutely everything in this universe, including this universe, the stars, the planets, the cars, this microphone, the tree that this paper was taken from, the cow that this leather was taken from, you and I, and the Apostle John were made through him, and nothing was made. Nothing was made that was made without him. Verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Illuminating the light in human form. Jesus Christ, the only man to ever walk sinless, perfect, a shining, illuminating example. For us. Verse 5, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. The word that's translated to comprehend can all, to, to comprehend here can also be translated extinguish. The light shines in the darkness. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not extinguish it. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. He is life. He is truth. He is the way. Nothing else is true but Jesus Christ, and anything that is true comes from Jesus Christ. Nothing has life but for Jesus Christ. And anything that has life was given life and came from Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. We tried to kill life itself by crucifying Jesus and putting him to death. We thought we were killing a man but what we were doing was attempting to kill life. 
Life is life. It cannot be death. They're two different things. But we tried to kill life, which is impossible. The darkness did not comprehend it. The darkness did not extinguish the light. There was a man, a man sent from God, verse 6, whose name was John. This is not John, the apostle and disciple who walked with Jesus Christ, writing this for us. This is John the Baptist that he's referring to. Verse 7, this man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. Light to who? Light to every man. A light that cannot be extinguished. Light to every man coming into the world that cannot be extinguished. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. They killed him because he said he was God, and that was blasphemy according to their laws. They did not know him. It's interesting that after he was crucified and hanging on the cross, they hurried to him to make sure that he was dead so they could get him down off the cross. Because it was Passover, you see, and that would have blackened the day, so to speak. You couldn't have a dead body out in the open on the Passover. So they killed God because they didn't know he was God. He told them he was God. They didn't believe him, didn't recognize him, killed him, killed his body. They rushed to take him down off the cross so they could go back to the ceremony that supposedly was going to please God. Very difficult to get our minds around. But incredible. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. He came to save us, the scriptures, for thousands of years, had prophesied he would come to save us. His own did not receive him, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, verse 13, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Back to verse 12. <clears throat> but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. Hmm. Have you received him? We tend to read this in the past tense as John speaking about those that were there when Jesus began his ministry in Jerusalem. 
As many as received him, verse 12, again, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. To those who believe Jesus is the Son of God and came to die for them and were baptized of water or were confirmed in the church or gave money to the poor. But as many as received him, he gave them the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, trying to do stuff, the will of the flesh, purposing in your life that you're going to do something to earn the right to become a child of God. Nor of the will of man, but of God. The will of God. If you've received him, it is the will of God that you have the right to be his child. Verse 14, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word became flesh. Jesus Christ with God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the Godhead, in the beginning, all things were made through him. He became flesh. Jesus Christ, the man, fully man, fully God, he became flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory, John says, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I have a friend, when I asked him what he thought the Bible actually was. Good friend, good man, love him dearly. In summary, told me that the Bible, in his mind, was a collection of stories passed on generation to generation like ancient Navajo lore around the campfire. Many people tend to think of the Bible as history, as stories from 2,000 years ago and more. When did Jesus live? 2,011 years ago, Jesus Christ lives now. Seated at the right hand of God, the right hand of the Father, interceding on our behalf against the devil who accuses us day and night. The Bible tells us Jesus conquered death on our behalf, rose again, giving us eternal life and co-inheritance of all things. The Bible is not a history book. 
Legends passed on generation to generation to generation fade little by little by little. The Word, capital W, Jesus, is alive today. The Word of God is alive today. Fresh and new for everyone, every time. John is telling us, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. We beheld his glory. As we do, the glory, as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. All things stated are current tense, present tense, for us today, fresh and new, every day, the living Word of God. Verse 15, John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. John the Baptist, as we know him, John was six months older than Jesus. He says Jesus was before him because he was sent from God as a witness to bear witness for Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. And as you'll see, when, when John, the author that we're reading, tells us of John the Baptist, John the Baptist is realizing these things in real time as God told him to go and see and do, and he learns. This was he, cried out, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father. He has declared Him. Now this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I'm not the Christ. Who are you? I'm not the Christ. Who are you? Not the Christ. A wonderful lesson here. Jesus says of all men born of women, John the Baptist is the greatest of all men born of women. Not the most accomplished football star, not the most talented musician, not the most famous movie star with the most awards, not the greatest author with the most books sold ever, not the fastest runner. The greatest man born of woman 
God says the greatest man born of woman is John the Baptist. And John the Baptist says, I'm not the Christ. That's his identity. Who are you? Are you a great guitar player? Are you a great businessman? Are you a great athlete? Are you a great preacher? Are you a great builder? Are you a great mother? Whenever you go to a, a get-together, people say, hey, Dallas, what do you do? In other words, who are you? John the Baptist. What do you do? I'm not the Christ. That was his identity. Not the Christ. Verse 21, and they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I'm not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, no. Verse 22, then they said to him, who are you that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? Verse 23, he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. Prophesied hundreds of years earlier by Isaiah the prophet. John comes quoting scripture. Interesting how many times Jesus Christ gave the reason why he came, the reason why he did something, the reason why he said something was to fulfill the scripture inspired by the Holy Spirit, written by men, prophesying things to come. The sure word of prophecy. Jesus came to fulfill the scriptures. Verse 24. Now those who were sent were from the Pharisees. 25. And they asked him, saying, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? Verse 26. John says, I baptize with water, but there stands one among you whom you do not know. And it's my personal belief that he didn't know either. He knew he was sent. He knew he was not the Christ. Verse 27, it is he who coming after me is, is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. <clears throat> These things were done in Bethabara, beyond the Jordan, where John was baptizing. In verse 29, the next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Verse 30, this is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. Verse 31, I did not know him but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing with water. John says, I didn't know him, but behold, that's him. Verse 32, and John bore witness saying, I saw the spirit descending, descending excuse me, from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon whom you see the Spirit descending 
and remaining on him. This is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. John was sent to bear witness of the truth of Jesus Christ. He didn't know Jesus was the Son of God. He knew the one whom you see the Spirit descending upon and remaining on is the Son of God. Behold! Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Who are you? I'm not the Christ. Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. His whole purpose in life, his entire purpose of his entire life was to bear witness of the Son of God coming amongst us. That's the whole purpose of his entire existence. And Jesus Christ says, there is none greater born of a woman. Shouldn't that be a revelation in the hearts of all of us of the purpose of our existence? Verse 35, again, the next day, John stood with two of his disciples and looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, behold, the Lamb of God. Referring to the innocent, spotless lambs in the Old Testament law of sacrifice, to reconcile man from his sin to God through the sacrifice of the pure, unblemished lamb. Behold the Lamb of God. 37, the two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and seeing them following, said to them, what do you seek? They said to him, Rabbi, which is to say when translated, teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and see. And they came and saw where he was staying and remained with him that day. Now it was about the 10th hour. One of the two who heard John speak followed him and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, we have found the Messiah. They had been expecting a Messiah. Messiah translated the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Now when Jesus looked at him, he said, You are Simon, son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated a stone. The following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee, verse 43, and he found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael, said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? <laughs> Being from Southern California, there's a, an area in the known as the Inland Empire 
where there's quite a bit of methamphetamine manufacturing. It's a hotbed. It's a very hot, uh, low desert, foot of the mountains type environment, smoggy, hot, and known to be crime-ridden and drug-infested. The area code for that area is 909. When we were younger, we would meet someone from the area, and we called him a 909er. Immediately, in our mind, if you were a 909er, what must chance you were any good? They were all lumped in together. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Same sarcasm going on here. Naz Nazareans were known as, oh, to the Jews, dirty, low-level beneath them. Philip said to him, come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You'll see greater things than these. And he said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, Hereafter, you shall see heaven open up and the angels of God descending and descending upon the Son of Man. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus Christ. God. became flesh, walked among us. The miracles, of course, impressive. In today's world, with movies and television shows and computers and everything we see animated and photoshopped, our eyes rarely believe what we see anymore. We're very unimpressed. When David Copperfield makes a 747 disappear, we're very unimpressed because we know it's a trick. The Bible says even more sure than our own eyewitnessing of miracles. The more sure thing that we have to put our faith in is the fulfillment of the scriptures, word of prophecy. Jesus Christ, when asked, said he came that the scriptures might be fulfilled. The living word of God. God spoke to man directly. God spoke to man through the prophets. God became man and spoke to us. And his words are here, alive, living for us each day, fresh and new every day. The collective Word of God, 66 books, 40 authors, thousands of years. The literal Word of God, the man, Jesus Christ. Most assuredly, I say to you hereafter, you shall see heaven open up 
and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Word of God, Jesus Christ. God said, let there be light, and there was light. Everything spoken into existence by the Word of God. Jesus Christ. We're going to take up chapter 2 next time. Just want to encourage you. If you have not, put your faith in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who came amongst us to fulfill the scriptures, to take all of our sin and guilt and shame and fear and pain and nail it to the cross, conquering death on our behalf, that we might have life with him, both now and eternally, inheriting his, his kingdom and living forever in communion with him. If you have not done this as of yet, I encourage you to stay with us through this study of the Gospel of John, but I encourage you tonight. Take a few moments in a quiet place. You don't have to get on your knees. You certainly can. But you can get on your knees in your heart. And you can pray and ask him to reveal to you personally his glory. Give you wisdom that you might believe. Follow. Search and seek and love. Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this opportunity tonight to share that you are amongst us, Lord, and that your word is alive and you tell us that it never goes out empty, never returns empty. Lord, I pray that your word tonight would go out and that you would cause massive and glorious revelation, Lord. Wisdom in the hearts of those hearing. Revealing your glory, Father. Revealing your truth. Washing us, Lord, with purity, holiness, grace, mercy, and truth, Lord. Not what the world would say, not what books would say, not what churches would say, not what religions would say, not even what parents would say, but what your Holy Spirit would say in truth to our hearts, Lord, revealing, revealing your glory. You are our King, our Maker, our Savior, most importantly, our Lord, and we love you. We praise you, Lord, worship you in spirit and in truth. Thank you, Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Such an amazingly rich chapter and, and, and book, of course. 
Um, Gospel of John chapter 1. Hope you enjoyed it. Today's episode brought to you by Montana Shadow Foundation, montanafoundation.com for more information and to donate generously. Please check it out and we will see you next time.